We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Off-season central, another... Live stream edition, hosted by the boys of Post Game Live, CP from the Knicks Fan TV, my man Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show. If you're a diehard Knicks fan who loves to hear about Knicks news and rumors, make sure you hit that subscribe button below and the notification bell so you don't miss anything. Because today, we got a special guest joining us, Jay Ellis. Yeah. Sure do. If we don't get Kevin Durant in free agency, we, we, we got the Kevin Durant of Knicks media. In the building, Ian Begley joining us today. Ian, how you doing tonight, man? What What's going on, guys? You guys are too kind. Uh, <laughs> very happy to be here with you. And uh, exciting time for the NBA and, and for the Knicks. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens in the coming weeks. Absolutely, man. This is the most important offseason in Knicks history, man. But, Ian, I got to tell you something, man. Every day as the news hits, it seems like the Murphy's Law of Knicks offseason, man. What can go wrong is going wrong for the Knicks. The biggest topic this week was the Kevin Durant Achilles injury. We saw today that KD confirmed it was a ruptured Achilles and and he uh, did undergo surgery. Where do we go from here, man? What are the Knicks thinking in terms of pursuing KD this offseason, knowing what they know now? Well, there are people in the organization that would be open to offering him a contract this summer, even though he probably will be out for the next 12 months or so. I think that um, it's going to be interesting to see how they proceed because I don't think the Knicks are the only team that would be willing to offer Kevin a contract this summer, despite the injury. And uh, I think what one of the, one of the things that I had heard as far as the Knicks go with this is some people over there think that if Kevin sits out the year, it's okay because it gives them time to continue to develop the young guys on the roster. And then you jump back into free agency in 2020. Maybe you have another uh, top pick um, and you become an even more attractive destination 
for free agents, it's certainly a risky proposition because as we all know how significant that injury is. And Evan, I think I'll be around 32 when he comes back. Yeah. Um, but I think some people in the organization see that as an option moving forward for them. Uh, now, now, Ian, I know we all see what Kawhi is doing right now for these finals, and we see what KD is going through right now. So does that switch the Knicks' priority? Because I know before it was mentioned that Kawhi and KD were kind of neck and neck on the priority list. But does that switch the priority for the Knicks? Is Kawhi now higher on the Well, trip? I'm sure – yeah, I think in a perfect world, if you had your choice of either guy, you would take the guy who wasn't – coming off of ACL surgery. I think that's, that's certainly the case. Um, but I think as far as the Knicks go, like they would be obviously thrilled to have Kawhi, but I think they'd also be thrilled to have Kevin because of um, the way they've positioned themselves this summer. They were hoping to get one, if not two guys, two max guys. So the idea that they would get either one, I think would they would consider a big win. But obviously if you had your choice of one or the other, you would take the guy that's healthy and not the guy that's coming off a major surgery. And, and I mean, you know, we we just don't have a good history with guys coming off no. injury to signing the big contracts, man. That's that's just bad juju for us. But I do understand the approach of, you know, potentially trying to get KD in here while you develop the young guys. Do they feel like he would be their primary target while still going after, you know, a Kyrie or a Kawhi? Or do they see it as, let's go to KD and then spread the rest of the money around, you know, for some more established vets that can kind of fortify the youth movement that we got going on? I don't I don't know specifically, but I think that, you know, again, it goes back to kind of your priorities and, and, and kind of who you would love to have on your roster. I, I think that if they think they have a, a good shot at Kawhi, or if Kawhi says he's going to sign here, yeah. they don't look away from that just because they already have Kevin Durant uh, signed to a contract. So I think it's just, it's just a matter of those top tier guys. If you get multiple top tier guys, you do it. You don't shy away from that just because you have one in house and you think getting veterans to surround them is a, is a better idea. So yeah, we're, we're talking about dream scenarios right now for the Knicks. I think probably, you know, best, best case scenario for them is to get one of those two uh, in, in the door and then see what you can do with the rest of your money. And uh, as far as Kyrie goes, you know, I know um, he, uh, you know, he had talked about the idea that he was would have considered the Knicks right. in free agency before he recommitted to Boston. And now, obviously, everything is open. But the, the teams that are monitoring his situation, the teams that are interested in signing him, are under the impression that the Nets are the odds-on favorite at the moment to land him if he decides to leave Boston. So I think that's kind of where the Kyrie situation stands at the moment. Now, listen. You know, here we are. Um, we're sitting here Wednesday night. You know, free agency is not until the end of the month. So plenty of things can change. Right. Again, players can change their mind. Teams can change their mind. That's where the Kyrie situation is at the moment, though. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you mentioned the Kyrie situation and, and in regards to him opting out of Boston. But now we're hearing that, uh, you know, switching topics to the AD trade, we're hearing that uh, Boston and L.A. have, have become the front runners for, for AD. Um, talk a little bit about that. I, I know you had mentioned that uh, the Knicks were apprehensive of, of parting with some of their young assets in an AD trade. Um, so where are they at? How motivated do you, do you think uh, they are now for, for uh, Anthony Davis? 
from what I had heard, you know, they're, they're plenty motivated. They would love to, to get a deal done, but I think there's a kind of a line in the sand that's been drawn and, and there's a, there's an apprehension to giving up, you know, what the Pelicans desire. And, and that would be, you know, multiple picks, multiple players, and maybe even the Knicks making a trade with another team to get a young star to then flip to New Orleans. So it's a big ask. And, and I know that, you know, some people over there, I can't speak for, excuse me, everybody, but I know that there are some people in the organization that say, we don't want to give up, you know, heaven and earth to trade for Anthony Davis, especially if he's going to be a free agent next year. And there are some people that are kind of half apprehensive because of what happened with the Carmelo Anthony trade, where you gave up a lot to get Carmelo here. And for various reasons, a million different reasons, the Knicks didn't end up where they wanted to be uh, during Carmelo's time here. And then I guess the thinking is now, well, man, imagine if we got Carmelo as a free agent, we didn't have to give up all that. Imagine what kind of place we would have been in had that scenario played itself out. So, you know, are there any sleeper free agents that are on the Knicks' radar? Like, say we do kind of miss on these top free agents. I know um, Brooklyn, for example, they have Kyrie Irving there. They might not want D'Lo there with Kyrie. It, so he could be a possibility. Is Are there sleeper free agents like D'Lo who the Knicks have their eye on that could possibly be a Knicks next year? So I think that, and I don't know this, but this is kind of what what Scott Perry and Stephen Mills have talked about on the record is with free agency, like if they don't get their guys, they're not going to sign somebody just to sign somebody. So their top targets are everybody else's top targets. It's, it's Kevin and it's Kawhi. And I think that if they don't get either of those two guys, it doesn't sound to me like they are uh, – desperate just to throw money around just to do it just to sign somebody so um you know speaking about d'angelo russell or other free agents that will be in the market to secure these you know four-term four-year deals with close to max money i'm not sure if there's anybody that the knicks are clamoring to sign to make that kind of commitment to um now i mean listen do they, do they change course? And is there somebody out there that they say, hey, we can get this guy, let's bring him in? I think, yes, if it's a young player, uh, you know, they would be certainly open to that. But as far as signing like a, a an established star that's on the other side of 30, hmm. I just think if it's not Kevin or it's not Kawhi, they're not, they're not, you know, jumping out of their skin to get somebody like that in here. Hey, sounds good to me, man. Because you know what, I, I, Ian, I think a large majority of the fan base – whether or not we sign these two max contracts, they want to stick with the youth build. And I think that's why a lot of our fan base, they were against the AD trade, especially now you're hearing Rich Paul come out, you know, in the Sports Illustrated interview stating that regardless of where he ends up, he's he's going to uh, head into 2020 free agency. Not sure if that's a smokescreen, you know, to, to stay, you know, with L.A. or the Knicks and, and not stay in Boston. But it, it's too much of a gamble. And I think the fan base, they're excited about R.J. Barrett, the protect, the prospects of R.J. Barrett. They're excited about Mitch and they want to continue with with the youth rebuild. So I think, you know, the, the interesting thing with Anthony Davis is I was told that he would strongly consider signing here, re-signing here, however you want to term it if the Knicks did trade for him. So that's the one risk with kind of not, not doing that Anthony Davis deal, letting him go to, let's say a Los Angeles or a Boston. Yeah. Then he's in the building. He's in that building for a year. They have a chance to sell him on their program for a year. 
And if that goes well, if they win, you know, they put themselves at probably the top of the list to re-sign him. And that's that's kind of the if the Knicks would be interested in signing Anthony Davis, you know, as a free agent in 2020, obviously they would be. The risk there is kind of them falling uh, off of the near the top of his list because he's at another place and he's comfortable at another place. But as far as building through the youth, you know, I think that listen, that's that's a sound strategy. But I think that they're you know coming into this summer, the thinking was the Knicks had opened up the enough cap space for two. Uh, max contracts based on that Porzingis trade and, and based on uh, stretching Joakim Noah. Mm-hmm. And so they were, they were in, they were all in on this summer. And then obviously the Duran injury kind of changed the calculus. Um, so I think in a general sense, yes, youth movement makes a lot of sense, but let's not right. forget that they were in on free agency for this summer for a long time. Um, real quick before we get to the draft, people in the chat are stating that Kyrie has fired his agent and is signed up with Rich Paul and Clutch. Are you are you hearing that? I did I did not report that. I saw the same thing about uh, him firing uh, his longtime agent, and I hadn't heard that about um, Rich Paul. I think Woj just reported that uh, Kyrie is, is signed with rock nation, which is not oh, rock, obviously okay. LeBron's agency. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so, so yeah. So, I mean, that's interesting, especially because, um, you know, they're based in New York and, you know, a lot of people think Kyrie is going to sign with the Nets. So there's, there's a little bit of a synergy ah, there as well. Smoke there, man. Um, it's yeah, a, lot yeah. of, a lot of so net smoke, Jay-Z smoke. Yeah, man. Ah, my God, Jay. Terrible, terrible, man. Damn it, betrayed us. All right. Terrible. All right. Uh, I know I know we got a couple minutes, man. Shifting gears to the draft. Yeah. Um oh. how did how did the Knicks react to, to RJ's workout uh on Monday? So based on what I heard, you know, I don't think it was uh the like they didn't it, when you're in an individual workout, it's not like this strenuous thing where you're you're not scrimmaging, you're not like, you know. Uh, so I think that they liked what they saw. And I think that based on what I heard that the conversations between RJ and the meetings with team officials, Pisdale, Nils Perry, they all went well. So, uh, I don't, th- I didn't hear of anything that happened that would dissuade New York from choosing RJ at three. If he's there, we assume he will be there. Um, and the Knicks are going to meet, have a meeting with John Morant, uh, before the draft. So that's, I mean, we think that Memphis is going to take Morant. He's not going to be there on the board, but that tells you that the Knicks, at the very least, uh, like Morant a lot and uh, want to wanted to bring him up here to meet him in person just in case he does slide to three. But it, it seems like RJ is going to be there at three, and, and he will be the Knicks he pick. He will be the guy. All right. So, you know, let's slide, let's slide back into the youth movement conversation. Um, Frank has been away for a long time. He's kind of been working out secluded in France for a long time. I'm not sure if that's any indication of whether he's going to, he's kind of still locked in with the Knicks or not. Do you get a feeling that the Knicks are prioritizing moving Frank sometime this offseason or, or are they just kind of taking a wait and see approach? I think it's kind of always been this case with Frank and, and I think most of the roster it's been, if a deal comes up that makes sense for them, they're going to do it. I don't think anybody is necessarily off limits. Uh, and I think that's been the case going back to the trade deadline with Frank. If there was an offer presented to the Knicks that they liked, I think they would have, uh, they would have made that move. So, um, but you can say that about really anybody on the roster, but I think as far as 
the prioritizing Frank and kind of where he is on the totem pole, I think because of the kind of him not like getting a ton of minutes last year and him not being a Scott Perry draft pick, I think that makes it more likely that he gets moved if that that offer comes along than let's say somebody that Perry and those drafted like a Kevin Knox. I think that's kind of how you look at it. But again, I don't think it's like a, like a, the Knicks are sitting there saying, well, on draft night, we're definitely going to fr- uh, move Frank Nilakina. Right. I think it's a matter of what they can get back. And if they like that return, if they do, I think they'll pull the trigger. Right. Uh, Ian, how about um, Iso Zoe? Another decision that has to be made on draft night, June 20th, is whether or not they're going to pick up that team option. Uh, there was talk in terms of how they structure the cap in, in, in their pursuit of two max free agents in conjunction with uh, having a number three pick that a, a roster spot could come down between Frank and Iso. Where do you see them going in terms of picking up that team option um, next Thursday? I think that depends on what they hear about free agency going into Thursday. Like if, if they think that based on the math, you know, they can get two max guys. And, and then I think in that instance, if it meant that they would either uh, not pick up the option, but then resign Alonzo to a different contract, then that's the way they would go. But if they felt like they didn't have a good shot at, and they didn't need that kind of space, I think that they pick up the option. Cause I think the idea also was, to, to have Alonzo as potential uh, somebody you could trade, including an AD deal. But I, I would think that a deal gets done before June 20th. So that wouldn't be something that they would have to consider. So I think the consideration there is more of a math issue with, uh, do they need that cap space? Will they not need that cap space? Um, so I think it'll depend on what they learn between now and Thursday. I don't think there's been a, a decision made yet. Cool. So you know what? Um, let's go back to the draft for a second. Um, I, there were rumors that the Knicks were considering trading down, and I know they just met RJ. How how likely do you see that happening? I know trading down can actually probably help the Knicks with cap flexibility. Do you feel like there's somebody there that they feel is comparable to RJ that can trade down for probably at five? I haven't heard anything significant recently. I mean, I know that people there are, are big fans of Jared Culver uh, from Texas Tech. And I know that there are some people with the Knicks that are fans of Cam Reddish. And we think both of those guys go later than three. So, you know, I think those would be two guys who they would clearly look at if they did decide to trade down. And, I, you know, I haven't heard of any – significant talks not to say that that doesn't mean they're happening um they very well could be i just haven't heard of any and but i say that to say that there are guys um that we think go outside of the top three that that some people in the organization are are fans of or high on so i wouldn't be surprised if you know those any any kind of deal to trade down would be under consideration but i haven't heard anything concrete enough to report Okay. Uh, Ian, how are you looking on time? You got a cut or do we have time for one more question? Yeah, I think I should jump because I okay. have this other thing to do. Okay. No, hey, hey, man, we, we definitely appreciate the time, man, and, and certainly uh, you coming by and dropping some insights on the show, man. Thanks thanks again. Ian okay. Begley of yeah, SNY, we definitely appreciate it. Uh, thanks again for giving us some time, man. Huge. Man. My pleasure, fellas. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'll talk to you guys soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right, take care. That was uh, Ian Begley with SNY, J. Ellis.
Bruh, it's good stuff, happened. man. That happened just now. <laughs> that's, that's good stuff, man. That happened just now, CP. Uh, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, man. That was uh, that was a good segment right there, man. We definitely appreciate him for for dropping by. Let me yeah. get you back into view here. Shout out to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for Ian Begley. That that was a major move right there, JLS. We did that. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. Just just dropping by. You know just what I'm saying? Off. Just dropping by. Casually have Ian Begley on yeah, the show. Yeah, props Ian Begley. Casual. You know what I mean? <laughs> just casually have Ian Begley on the line. Um, shout out to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Definitely appreciate it. Subscribe to the channel. If you guys are new to the chat, uh, give us a hashtag new, man. This is what we do. We talk about uh, Knicks news, Knicks rumors during the offseason. And during the season, we go live after every game. Get your opinions, give you our takeaways, get your takeaways, and this is the community that, that we're here building. Uh, let's go to the phone, JLs. Obviously, you know, with, with limited time, we didn't have much time to go to the phone So uh, with Ian, but let, let's hear from some guys. Ari, you up first. Uh, wants to talk about the offseason. Ari, how you feeling, man? Hey, I'm feeling good. Uh, I, I joined a little bit late. Uh, sorry about that, but I heard what most of what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Listen, so this is where I'm at. So first of all, I'm off suicide watch. I'm feeling a little bit better. <laughs> you, you, back, um, you back with us, man? I'm, I'm back with you guys a little bit. I'm back. I'm back. Um, okay. I don't think it's whatever. I'm not even going to go there. But um, listen, in a perfect world, what I'm hoping for is that the Celtics are dumb enough to actually trade for Anthony Davis. Yeah. And then he opts out next year, and we don't have to give up the farm for him. Yeah. Um, that's a perfect world. Um, you know, I'm writing, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you guys, I, I told CP, but I, and JL, so I'm writing an article. I actually just finished it, but I don't want to go too much into what I just did, what I just wrote. But, you know, I feel like people often decide like, okay, like, are we going to go with the youth or are we going to go with the free agency route? Right. And, right. you know, a lot of people think the free agency route is like the get rich quick scheme. And a lot of people think the, you know, the youth movement is like the safer, but longer term investment or whatever it is. Right. Now, the way I think about it is I don't see why we can't do both. Like, I just don't see why we can't do both, right? And I agree with Ian Begley. Like, when it comes to max free agents, you either go for Kawhi Leonard, obviously, or Kevin Durant at 75% because he's never going to be 100% ever again. And the question now becomes, is he going to be – is 75% of the best player in the world still worth a max contract? And in my opinion – he is. Uh, you know, he may not be first-team All-NBA, but he's going to still be third-team All-NBA, let's say. You know, Giannis, LeBron may jump him again, you know, Kawhi, but he's still going to be a real, like, I still think, he, I still have hope for him to be, like, a really good player. Mm-hmm. Just not the Kevin, like, we as Knicks fans just cannot expect to get see Kevin Durant, like, you know, in his prime necessarily. But we should still be able to expect a max-level player out of Kevin Durant, like a real max, yeah. not like a Tobias Harris max, right? So what I think we should do is if we get Kawhi, great. If we get Kevin Durant, all right, great. If we don't get either one of those, then I don't see the purpose in signing a Kyrie Irving or yeah, yeah. a Kemba yeah. Walker, Clay, Clay Thompson, the second tier of guys. Then, you know, what you do is, in my opinion, what I alluded to last time, you know, you, you take on a bad contract the way, you know, Atlanta took on Alan Crabb. And they got two first-round mm-hmm. picks out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you add it to the add it to the stable of assets, and then you re-up in two years. 
once that contract expires, and then you know, and then you start all over again. And, you know, I, like I said, you know, we had hopes for next year being a big year for us. That all went down the drain once Kevin Durant snapped his Achilles. But you know, it's not the end of the world because we do have the flexibility of of all these draft assets. Imagine we never traded Chris Stapps for Zingas, right? And then we had to decide whether we wanted to throw max money at a seven foot three guy coming off an ACL injury, and we didn't have the Dallas picks and we didn't have Dennis Smith Jr. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that that would be much worse. But thank God we did that trade, and it was a good trade. And you know, we have the flexibility that we you know we could do we we could continue to build from there. What I'm basically trying to say is that, you know, don't trade for Anthony Davis, obviously, number one. Don't sign any max free agents unless it's Kevin Durant or 75% of Kevin Durant, which is what's going to happen, I think, Mm -hmm. and Kawhi Leonard. And regardless of which, you keep the draft assets and try to continue building because then you diversify your risk. And I go into that a little bit. Spread it out. I'm writing, but then, yeah, you spread it out. If Kevin Durant comes back and he isn't Kevin Durant, let's say. Let's say he's not 75%. He's 35%. It's not the end of the world because you have R.J. Barrett. You have Mitchell Robinson. You have the Dallas picks. And for all you know, Dallas could be in the lottery, and then it's a top four pick. And then, boom, you get another game changer, right? Mm-hmm. So definitely don't trade the asset. The ass, that's, a, that's, a that's a hedge against free agency. Yeah. You have to do a little bit of both. Don't put all your eggs in free agency. And don't put it all in the youth movement because, like, you know, there's also problems with the youth movement. We drafted yeah. Frederick Weiss. Yeah. We drafted Ronaldo Bachman. We drafted, you know, Jordan Hill. You can't put all your eggs in that basket either. So you have to do a little bit of both, and okay. that's where I'm at. Ari with the voice of reason once again, man. Appreciate the call, Ari. Definitely appreciate it. I mean, listen, I, I, I'm still on the fence with the KD thing, I'll be honest. I just feel yeah. like... It's a crazy risk with him come being thirty two years old, um, you know, with the ruptured Achilles. We just don't have that good, uh, you know, energy when it comes to that. You know, it becomes same old Knicks when the guy I comes here and and reinches himself or is fifty percent of what he was, you know. But I hear I hear what Ari's saying, JL. Spread the risk around. I'm damn sure glad that we are not trading for Anthony Davis. I'll tell you that right now. I've been saying it. Like he said, JL's though best best case scenario is probably if he goes to Boston. That is the best case scenario. I'm I'm rooting for Boston right now. To be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I want I want them to get AD. And you know what too? Like I I would say this. Your screen up. Go ahead. Okay, I would say this. Mm-hmm. I, I think I would be open to signing Kemba, and then mm-hmm. have. I think, I think Why is that? Because. If you look at the free, you know what? You need guards in this league who can shoot. Mm-hmm. And I love DSJ, and there's a possibility he can be good, and he can learn to shoot too. But I'm not exactly sure. But I know Kemba. I know what he can do. Right. So what I'm saying is, if you look at the 2020 free agent list, is is crap. Cupboard is bare. Is is AD in the pips, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's, it's pretty much AD in the pips. Yeah. So if we use one max on Kemba. And still keep our flexibility with the cap with signing like short term deals with free agents. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can, you know, we can still try to collect draft picks and then trade those picks and trade for a star later on down the road to match with Kemba or try to sign AD or, you know what I'm saying? It just, it just keeps, it just, yeah. it's not immediate, but it gets one person in place 
that kind of gives us a little bit of stability and then see if we can kind of keep building the next season depending on our assets and uh and our picks mm. okay I see a lot of people in the chat are steadfastly against this. King Ellis in the chat. I don't know if y'all are related, but uh, he's he's killing you in the chat right now, Tails. He, he's, I mean, <laughs> he's steadfast against Kemba. He's steadfast against Kemba, man. That's you know, fine. I Kemba, think Kemba Kemba brought Kemba brought his team to the playoffs without LeBron, unlike Kyrie. I'm just saying. I think Kemba by himself. I love Kemba, man. But Kemba by himself. See. The thing is, is we, we got to figure out who's going to be the point guard. Is DSJ going to develop into the point guard of the future? Or, do, or are we going to have to go back into the draft in, in future years and get him? You know? Yeah, that is, it's a risk. You don't. It's a risk. Everything, everything is like, listen, all the young pieces are just stock. You don't know if they're going to go high or low. It's all a gamble with every young piece we have mm-hmm. in, in the cover right now. Now, like, I have pro- I have faith in Mitch. I have faith in uh, Trier, and I have faith in Dotson that they can become NBA rotational players. Uh, and I think DSJ could be something solid as well. But will DSJ be like a lead guard eventually? Who knows? I don't know. That's the question. That is the question, man. Uh, let's and, go. And point, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Finish it. Oh yeah. I, I was gonna say, and the point guard to me is like one of the most important, critical pieces. In that, you know, for a team to make the, get the engine to run, especially point guards you can shoot, especially in this, in today's NBA. Critical, so, man. Yeah. It, it's, it's critical. Uh, let's go back to the phones. But first and foremost, shout out to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Mike Oliva, I see you. What's going on? Ricky King. Uh, she, what's going on, man? King Ellis, how's everything? Yao Song. Ernesto Loxman, what's going on? Above the rim in here. How's everything going? Uh, JL, so you got in your chats. I got yo, what's going on? I got the Goonies over here. What's going on, the Goonies? Wilson, I see you. Wilson Aracena. Okay. Coach Hyde Carter, Kobe Emmanuel, Yao Song, Sammy Soso. Mm-hmm. We, got, we got the whole fire department with me. We too. got the sirens going in. That's good luck. <laughs> yeah. Every time you hear the sirens, it, it's good luck. It adds another five years to your life. Word, word. Sir One, Yao Song. What's going on, man? Shells, what's going on, Shells? I see you, man. All right, let's go back to the phones. We haven't heard from our guy Julian since like the last game of the season, man. He just aban- I, he only wants to talk regular season, man. Julian, what's happening, bro? <laughs> you know, uh, I've I've been uh, in LeBron playoff mode. I haven't been uh, <laughs> talking to anybody much. Nah, but um, what I wanted to get to today was one, this whole point guard situation. Two. You know, Kyrie signing with Rock Nation. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically what I wanted to get to. So, um, you know, now since I know Jay Ellis was just talking about uh, how he maybe want, might want Kemba mm-hmm. or, or money I might want more Kemba on the team next year. Um, I don't think that's the way to go. I think, you know, especially, you know, me being the Knicks fan that I am, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, Greg Anthony's kid, Cole yeah, Anthony. Cole Anthony, yep. He's going to North Carolina next year. He's going to North Carolina next next year, and he's supposed to be one of the best guards in next year's draft class. You know, say DSJ isn't, uh, you know, our, our lead guard of the future, we could always just be bad next year and get him. Uh, or this kid, RJ Hampton, who's going to play overseas in Australia. 
That's not a guarantee. You know, there's all sorts of options. Yeah, clearly the you way the, 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 year, the way the lottery's going, that's damn sure not a guarantee. I think I think it yeah, I think it serves us better to be competitive, as competitive yeah. as can be. And and you know, no, if we no, miss no, the playoffs, no. we'll be all right. We're, just, no, we're gonna be we're gonna be competitive. I think I think uh Perry and Mills aren't gonna do the same uh, sort of thing that we did last year. I think we'll probably sign um like guys like of like Julius Randle's caliber to like one plus ones with team options mm-hmm. and and give them like a like say take for example give like Julius Randle two years for forty million but the second year is a team option so you know he can come here he can get his numbers up he can get a, a paycheck from another team for a long term deal and we can get uh, some numbers out of him and, and maybe we can get to 30, 35 wins next year okay so because you want to be in that. To 10 spot. Hey, that's what I'm uh, saying. I mean, we see we seen in the lottery this year that uh, yeah. it, it certainly would help. You know, yeah, it, it certainly would help, man. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're mid tier anymore, man. You could be that middle team in the playoffs, or like, or just missing it and yeah. still win the lottery. Yeah, you right? got you got to be still be in the in that 14. You still got to be in that 14. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate yeah. the call, Julian. Good uh, to hear from you again, bro. You think you think Randall will take a two year deal at his age with his like. Well, it all depends on what the market is. I think it might right now it's too early to tell what the market is for a lot of guys. You know what I mean? But uh, I, yeah, go ahead. No, I would love Randall for two years. I feel, I, don't, I feel like I feel like two year deals are, are more uh, you know more for vets and not like that. that yeah. Young-ish. Right. You know? Right. That that's for like guys rehabbing from injury. Get like a one to two year deal or like much older vets. But you never right. know if a market dry up for a player or. You know, you might have to slightly overpay for them, but if you have time on your side, I don't know. Maybe you go that route. Yeah, man. Unless Fizz really starts to talk for real, for real about expanding your game and not do this for you and that for you. Yeah, I know. We'll see. Like, like it did to uh, Mario. Facts. We'll <laughs> so yeah, Woj confirmed. Kyrie has partnered. Is expected to partner with Rock Nation Sports. Yeah. Rodney's sports. Uh, I think Cody was. Yeah, I'm. I'm confirmed. Woj, I'm pulling up Woj's tweet right now, so that's confirmed. Okay. Kyrie partners with Hov and them. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. We'll keep tabs. Fire, Kyrie fired his longtime agent Jeff Welshler. Interesting. My, my subscribe thing so it looks so big. Shout out to Jay So for subscribing. Not sure why that came out ginormous, but uh, yeah, that that's what happens sometimes. Okay, all right, let's go. Let's go to Brooklyn. Speaking of Rock Nation, let's go to uh, Jay from Brooklyn. Wants to talk about a KD news and the off season plans. Jay, how you feeling? What's going on, brothers? I'm doing good. Can't complain, good. man. All right. Yeah. Um. I I really don't even know what to do now like it's sad that katie is injured it's very unfortunate but business is business man and i feel like we should move on from katie everybody should just you know go with the youth movement and you know draft a guy that's good and if not i don't i don't know what else to do man i'm just like wow it it happens again the knicks always just murphy's law man something crazy happens all the time man what do you do man what do you do facts uh, it's a gamble, man. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm really, I'm really trying to look and see like who's maybe available. 
What do you think about Brad Bill? You think the Knicks could probably get him for, you know, like two future picks and maybe a young piece, you know, something? I don't, I don't know what. Man, I don't know. <laughs> Jay, <laughs> my guy, my guy's at a loss right now, Jails. What do we tell this know, guy like, right we now? We gotta man. get something. We gotta get something, man. We gotta come out with something this season, man. Yeah. We, can't, we can't just this youth movement is cool, but it we need something to upstart it. You feel me? We gotta have one piece at least, you know, to get these guys up. Like I feel you, man. That's all. Bradley Bill's gonna cost though, Jails. Yeah, that's why I said Kemba. We don't have to. We don't have to. We have to give no assets up, but. Bradley Bill's gonna cost. You're gonna have to give up. I mean, I think he's scheduled to make yeah. like thirty something this year. And he's yeah, he's been, yeah. He's gonna take a few free. He's gonna take a few first round picks to get. Facts. It's gonna it's, it's gonna cost. It'll be less than AD probably, but it's gonna cost. Definitely gonna cost. Um, salute to Jay from Brooklyn on that one. Let's go uptown. Noah from Harlem says he wants no part of KD. Man, Noah, what's going on? How you feeling, bro? Yo, what's going on, y'all? How y'all been? Hey, good. How you doing, man? All right. I'm good, man. Hell no. Nah, <laughs> not at all. We it, it, it comes to a point where you got to listen to the signs, man. Like, what more we need? How many more signs are we going to take until we looking like a damn begging dog out here, man? It's not meant to happen, especially with this happening. Even if... KD came back healthy. It won't be for us, and I'll guarantee that. If he went to any other team, he might come back healthy. The fact that it's the Knicks. We don't have that good luck, man. We don't have that type of luck, man. I'm telling you, if something people be thinking, we playing with this bad luck thing, man. CP, it's, it's for years we've said it, and then people take it as a joke. Some people take it serious, but if this ain't, Pure, just right in front of your face. It was like the Ewan thing. When they announced that Ewan was going to do the draft, I flipped my lid. I'm like, <laughs> how are you going to get Ewan, the one person that has the biggest draft conspiracy in NBA history, to do the draft where we need Zion? It's not going to happen. It's not. <laughs> so we want KD. All of the news is saying that KD going to be here. He's moving his business. He's doing this. He's buying a house. Everything coming to New York. New York, New York. He get this damn little injury. That was the first one. Then he come back to prove something. He actually, he didn't tear his Achilles, bro. He ruptured his whole Achilles. And we sitting here like, nah, we gonna... Yo, it drives me crazy. People was okay with the KP trade because they didn't want to give him a big contract because they didn't know oh, yeah. how he that, was going to be that is one thing. surgery. Yeah. But I was thinking about that. going crazy like, no, y'all would be stupid if you don't get KD. I, I was thinking we about were, that, man, and, and, and no, appreciate the call, man. We just got a lot of calls, so we're trying to run through it. I was thinking about that too, JL. It's like, how many of the people who were glad we didn't keep K, KP because of the injury concerns were the same people that would welcome Kevin Durant? Well, I wasn't one of them. I was saying that KP could uh, come back and he's young and I feel like he'd be he'd be back strong but um he was just more of a snake so I was like I gotta work real quick <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I hear you man I hear you yeah I mean listen um I think Noah, Noah has, has a good point on it we just don't have between Amari Allen Houston 
Glenn Rice. I mean, Glenn Rice was a little bit was was pretty much washed by the time he came here. But even still, you know, they try to build like a little bootleg big three with with, with Houston Sprewell and Glenn Rice. That was a failure. You know, yeah. I mean, on and on and on down the road. Mello. Yeah. You know, when, when Mello um, sprained that, what he sprained that patella or PCL or something. I don't think he was ever the same after that. Mm. It, you mean he was the, the, the when he was like jogging backwards and tripping with a ref or something? There, there was one, the, it was the one year where he was supposed to have surgery on his knee and he postponed it because he wanted to be in the all star game at MSG. Mm. And he had that knee surgery. And after that, he was never really the same. Yeah, man, you're right. We don't really have. No, I, don't, I hate doing that, yo. I hate going back to the, the Knicks always have bad luck. I don't like, I'm an energy guy. I don't like putting all that energy out there. I don't believe in luck. I believe in making your own destiny. Yeah. And if we prepare and we make the right moves, then we will get the luck, which is just, to me, just, you know, basketball intelligence. Right. And things will turn out right for us eventually. Right. I, I don't believe in that bad luck. And, and, you know, uh, King Ellis in the chat says, well, none of those guys is the top two player in the league. But, I mean, does talent really matter about uh, when it comes to your body? I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. Does, does, does his status in the league have anything to do with he's a seven-footer who already had a major foot surgery and now has another major lower leg injury in terms of the Achilles? I don't know. It depends on, does it, depends, it matter? It depends on your view. Did you listen to the Alan Hahn show? Alan Hahn. I didn't hear it. Alan Hahn, he he believes that he will be one of those Dominique Wilkins cases because Kevin Durant is that special kind of crazy who worked so hard to, to get back. He worked so hard to get to that top spot that he believes that that will translate into him working back from that injury. So he's one of those guys who fully believes the Knicks should go all in on Kevin Durant because he believes Kevin Durant will absolutely come back and kill it. So yeah, that's another perspective. <laughs> it's it's iffy, man. Shout out to everybody in the chat once again. If you guys were here for Ian Begley, Ian Begley was here with us, dropped some gems on us. Uh, was able to give us a couple minutes of his time. You know, it's a busy off season, so obviously he couldn't. Um, you know, be here uh, in in the the whole lot of time of the stream, but we definitely appreciate. Ian giving us 15, 20 minutes to talk about the Knicks offseason, man. Mm-hmm. Gregory W., what's going on? GN Drezzy, what's going on? John Talento, what's going on? TM in the chat. Salute to TM. Frank Matos. Anthony Parasol, what's going on? The Dr. Carpy, how's everything, man? Uh, hit that thumbs up button for your boys, definitely. Let's go back to the phones. Let's, let's take a couple more calls. Uh Kari from eight Uptown, he says he, he's for signing KD, but not Kyrie. Kari, what's going on? Yeah. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? Oh. I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to touch on the uh, Kevin Durant thing. Mm-hmm. I, I would go all out with Kevin Durant, and uh, but at, under one condition, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't want Kyrie Irving because after seeing what he did with the Boston Celtics, the team got worse. Like. He's a he's a coach. I think he's a coach killer, a chemistry killer. Like I just don't trust him as a leader. And with all these young and up and coming players that we have, I, I wouldn't. If if Kevin Durant means Kyrie Irving in the package deal, then Kevin Durant he could go to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I would, at that wow. point I would just change the game plan. 
Yeah, that I, I would. Kawhi no, Leonard. That I don't. That I Kawhi Leonard. I would. I would take him as a package deal if, here. If, I wouldn't. I wouldn't ship Kawhi him to Brooklyn. I mean, I, I just don't like Kyrie Irving. I, I just don't trust him. I just don't trust him as a locker room guy. Like, I just don't think he would. He just seemed like a selfish player to me. That's just me. And yeah. uh, I, I would go either R.J. Barrett or I would tra- try to trade back. And the other guy in the draft I'm sold on is Kevin Porter from USC. Okay. Kevin Porter Jr. I think he's going to be possibly the steal of the draft. Okay. Yeah, some people do, man. Pre- appreciate yeah. the call, Kari. And we're going to be doing our draft um, episode week from tonight. Next Wednesday, Schwinney from Posting and Toasting is going to join us. We're going to talk R.J. Barry. We're going to talk Culver. We're going to talk DeAndre Hunter, all of that. I know, J.L.S., you had him on your show last week or the week before that. Yeah, yeah. all the explicitives in it. He's definitely Team Culver. Yeah. So. This should be a fun chat. Yeah, it should be a fun one. should be a fun one. So that'll be next week, uh, I believe, 9 p.m. Eastern. We'll, we'll be uh, going into our draft, do our mock drafts, and, and head into the draft. If anybody's going to be at the draft next Thursday, we will be there. Me, Jay Ellis, Knicks Fan TV, Dave, the whole family will be there. We'll be live streaming. And during pregame, we'll be live streaming inside the draft. And then afterwards, we'll be headed over to Slattery's Pub. Midtown NYC, where we had the, the draft lottery party, uh, we'll be there with the rest of the gang, posting and toasting Knicks Film School, uh, Locked on Knicks, those guys, and uh, and hanging out with them. Yo, CP, I wanted to ask Ian about Garland so bad, but I thought it was out of, I thought it was not my place. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should have. You, you should have, man. At the end, when he's talking about the other, he's like, I don't, he's like, I know they like Culver, I know, I know mm. they like. I'm he like, said Reddish, he said they like Reddish, he reddish. too. He said Reddish and Culver, I'm like, yeah. Garland? She should have asked him, man. You should have asked him. All right, let's let's take. Uh, we got about ten minutes more. Let's let's take a couple more calls. Let's go to um. Let's go to Brick City, man. Justin from Newark. He wants to talk about the off season and uh, not signing KD. Justin, what's going on, bro? Hey, what's going on, CP? Uh, big fan of the show. Uh, first time caller. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys, both you guys, you know, you do great work, man. Thank you. Uh, talking about Nick, some real talk. Huh? Unlike uh, unlike that ESPN FS1, uh, all that other crap, man, and the, and the media, <laughs> just just nonsense. So for real. But but anyway, I just want to uh, touch on uh, what a previous caller said, uh, Ari, who made some really good points. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was talking about doing, you know, uh, uh, going after Pratt's KD, uh, Kawhi, you know, making the push. Uh, the pitch for uh, you know those big time free agents, and 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 going staying with the youth movement at the same time. Now, a different idea could be if you don't get Kawhi, if you don't get Kevin Durant, why not go after some free agents that also fit the timeline of the youth movement, uh, like you know Julius Randle, or you know maybe D'Angelo if the Nets if the Nets don't want to keep him, they prefer Kawhi. Maybe bring him over to the garden, you know, uh, or even perhaps getting involved and seeing what, how much Washington wants for Bradley Beal. I mean, that, that, that you figure that's a pretty decent offseason if you bring in two of those guys or even all three uh, to pair with, um, you know, some, uh, you know, whoever's left, you know, out of your assets. I don't know what you think about that. Good, yeah. I think it all depends on the flex, like the flexibility. Like like I said, especially for D'Lo, somebody like D'Lo, I think he's gonna he's looking for a bag, 
right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think D'Lo is going to come into this offseason mm-hmm. like a, a one, two-year deal, pay cut type situation, especially considering he's from Brooklyn and it's like this weird Brooklyn Knicks kind of rivalry. Like, I don't think there's going to be some like, yeah, we'll give you a deal and just – I don't see that happening. Um, mm. uh, Randall – Randall as well. I mean, I would love Randall here for a one to two year deal, but like I said, the same mm-hmm. that same type of thinking. I'm not sure if these youthful guys will will take uh, a cut in years to play with us. I mean, I could be wrong because it happened with Mario Hazonia. Like he took a, he took a Fizz got to him, Scott Perry got to him, and I'm thinking maybe that might have worked with Mario because Scott Perry was the one who drafted him in the first place. Mm-hmm. So maybe that had some kind of bearing mm-hmm. on. Him. And you know, establishing that rapport and taking that that cut, but I, I'm not sure. Like, it's a good. I would like that to happen. That'd be dope if we can keep the flexibility and keep mm-hmm. somebody the youth movement too. But um, I also wouldn't mind right. right who can like you know help teach somebody something new and the ins and outs of an NBA offense and defense and have us win more than 17 games, maybe more. Yeah. Supposed- I I think um, we talked about Randall. I wouldn't mind Randall. Beal is going to cost you still. And, I mean, if you're talking about drafting R.J. Barrett, but, you're going to have to put him in that deal. True, uh, but not as Beal. not as yeah, but not as much as uh, certainly trading for A.D. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, you know A.D. is going to cost you, or at this point, uh, from all the rumors, might cost you four or five assets. Maybe with Beal, it only costs you maybe two assets, depending on – uh, who they like, you know? Uh, I think I think salary like wise, you would still today. have to you would still have to make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tossing that tossing that uh seven and a half million of Lance Thomas. Appreciate the call, Justin. Man, he said tossing Lance. I, I mean, hey, uh, hey, pause on that. But yeah, I hear you. Um, okay, who else we got here? Let's go to uh, let's go to Jamal from Jersey. Let's talk about the KD situation. Well, how you feeling? Good Pretty good. How you guys doing? Good, man. I just want to say with KD going down, I'm definitely with the youth movement now, and I wasn't the other day. I don't want to trade for AD or none of that. My only concern is that if the deal was intact, like they say, basically all year and behind the scenes, everything was signed, still delivered, and we were supposed to get this guy. You can't just ignore this guy, cold turkey. You got to hope that he figure Golden State think more about stability and Golden State feel bad and going to offer him the max and he want to stay or come back for one year and play playoff basketball with Golden State because if you just leave this guy, cold turkey, because he got injured and everybody's rallying around this guy, this stuff resonates with whoever his representation is. His representation got other clients. And this is the kind of way that LeBron and them rule the league with iron fists of who go there, there, who go here, and who go there. You just can't turn your back. If it was signed, filled, and delivered for a year, like they say, mm. they say he had nine-figure deals in place that's gone out the window now because he won't be playing next year. So I just want people to be able to pull back the curtains a little bit and realize that like agents and shoe companies kind of run these these things behind the scenes. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, we got to hope that KD's mindset changing, and now he's just thinking, I'm going to just stay home now, meaning Golden State. Okay. Pre- appreciate the call, man. 
Definitely appreciate the calls. It's a fair point. Uh, it's a fair point, JLS. Um, I forgot who on Twitter. I think it was uh, was it Dave? Wilbon Michael Wilbon was mm-hmm. saying that um, you know it, it could be likely that KD wants to stay in Golden State and rehab with the, with that training staff with the training staff that he knows. It's, I don't know. It's one because I don't know how bit like how bitter is he, man. That's that's a valid question. Yeah. You hearing stories about the GM crying, Steph crying, and KD is angry as he's receiving the news. So how angry is he? Is he holding a grudge against Golden State? Will that affect where he signs? Because if, if the trust is gone, like I said yesterday, the doctors told him that he can't further injure himself. So if that's true, and then he has an injury that's kind of like career-threatening, do you want to go back to the place that threatened your career? Like, that's yeah. a legitimate question. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we don't know. You know, I think somebody had also said it. his mom was on, like, Good Morning America, and she kind of alluded to that, that, you know, there was a trust issue there with the training staff and, and, and so on and so forth. It's a lot of blame, a lot of blame game, a lot of pointing fingers going around, man. But needless to say, he, uh, he did undergo surgery, hospital special surgery here in New York by the Nets team doctor, Jay Ellis. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. And you also heard that his opt the opt-in was a last resort. You heard that? That's what Woe said, yeah. Woe said opting in would be a last resort because that deal is worth $30 million, $31 million. And I think the the basically the baseline max that he would come in here and get would be somewhere around like 35 or, or more than that. And obviously... Uh, Opting out and then getting the max with Golden State will be way more than that. We'll be closer to 40. Right. So it'll be kind of like that. That opt-in would be like if he had no other deals and that's like a last-minute scenario. And I don't think he's – I think he's going to have other deals according to what's been reported. Yeah. Teams who are going to be able to hit to – teams are still not deterred, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't see him returning to Golden State. I don't think he will. I, I, I don't know, man. Uh, my hunch, it's, it's crazy it's crazy to think i mean somebody said why would uh i think the nets are still in play though man no i think the nets are in play. I, I think this whole kai pairing Kyrie with d-lo i think that's smoke i think somebody's just trying to be complimenting with d-lo i think they would get him out of there in a heartbeat and get Kyrie and katie Kyrie, jimmy butler if you get Kyrie, oh, there's no reason to have d'angelo russell it doesn't work For what yeah it wouldn't no. work Gone. Yeah, I, I think Delo's out of there, man. I think they just try to bleed that. Somebody in there just trying to leak some nice info to be complimentary of Delo. I think he's gone. I, th- I think he's out of there. Yeah, but that's that's just me. All right, let's go to um two more calls and then let's get out of here. Um, hit that thumbs up on for your boys, man. We had Ian Begley on. Yeah, man. Had Ian Begley on today, and and you know, Ian's takeaways was basically like, yeah, they, they're still gonna go after Katie. They're hoping for Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? He, he says uh, uh, Kyrie to uh, Brooklyn is a, is a strong possibility. Yeah, seems on, like a strong deal. Yeah, on the eighty trade, uh, they were hoping to trade for eighty in an in an attempt to uh, keep him, but obviously, you know, they run the risk of if he does go to the Lakers, you run the risk of losing him. But I'm I'm still glad. We're not putting a package together for Anthony Davis. I, I just, I'd rather not go that route. Yeah, the news I heard was Knicks kind of did like a soft package where they they called 
to see if they yeah. can involve somebody else in an AD trade, but it wasn't like, you know, they didn't go all in. Right. They, they refused to live up to demands of the Pelicans. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's too, it's too complex. I said at the beginning, it's too complex of a trade when you have other people like Boston, who's going to throw Tatum out there. You have the Lakers who will throw the whole damn team out there. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? And the number four pick. Yeah. Better yeah. prospects than, than what we can give them. In my opinion, and the crazy part is that if KD was healthy, I think we still. You, I feel like we might still be in, mm. because the incentive would be still be there. Because we have Kyrie over here, and he's pretty much guaranteeing he's going to be with the Nets. And depending on where Kemba goes, you still want to have you still want KD to have a running mate. So I feel like the Nets, the Knicks might have went harder to try to get AD here if uh, KD was healthy. Yeah, it's a fair point. That's a fair point, man. Shout out to Philip Ross in the chat. He says he's new. Shout out to Philip. Welcome to uh, the number one show on YouTube for the fans, by the fans. This is the off-season central where we break down the Knicks news and rumors of the off-season. Ian Begley was here earlier. If you haven't caught that conversation, rewind to the beginning. It's all the way at the beginning. Ian Begley was here, joined us, and uh, gave some tidbits on the, on the Knicks. Word. Uh, he thinks they're going to bring ISO back. He thinks there's a good chance they, they keep that team option on ISO. Zo. I'd be surprised, man, if they can bring him back. You think so? I Yeah, like the way free agency is going, is, is leading up to right now, I'd be very surprised if ISO is not back. I'd right, if he's not back, if he's not back. Not back. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think I think they bring ISO back the way things are going. Yeah. ISO docks and there. Like, I, I definitely expect those guys to be back. Yeah. I definitely expect them to be back. Okay, um, two more calls and we get out of here. Let's go to uh, North Carolina. Jay from North Carolina. He wants to talk about the offseason plans in general. Jay, how you feeling, bro? Hey, how you doing, sir? Um, Good. Thanks for having me on. Man. I listen to y'all show. Y'all guys are doing a great job, man. Thanks, man. guys like y'all that need to be in them positions like them such and such guys on them ESPN positions because they, <laughs> they talk against us. Well, you know, listen, man, we, got, we got our own thing, man. A, we got our own thing, and, and with so much support, we got I, over I 600 that. people watching us here. We, you know, we don't need the large platforms, man. We could build our own organic movement for the fans, by the fans. That's what we're doing right now. Facts. <laughs> and y'all doing a great job, man. I just want to drop a couple of loads, man. A couple of guys, you know, they doing some homework. Guys, some about back. Um, Kevin Porter Jr., mad nice, mad nice. I could see us maybe trading back with somebody like Atlanta with two slots, you know what I'm saying? That's just an option, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe another trade with Washington, something with Bill, that's an option. But for real, for real, we need to go ahead and let everybody know. The Kevin Durant thing, the AD thing, man, all that's been in Wisconsin by young dudes. But a couple guys out there that's doing mad hard that I just see us oh, sign. We, we lost. My, my fault, Jake. Uh, you got you got to call back, man. We lost the the connection was wasn't too good. All right, Tyrone from the Bronx. He wants to talk about uh, building around the youth. Tyrone, go ahead, bro. Listen, man, we 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 got to build around the youth. We've been talking all of this trash all year about you know building through the draft, building through the draft, and now as soon as the season ends, as soon as our season ends, now everybody all of a sudden want to talk about making all these trades and all that. And quite frankly, I was with it. I was with it up until KD's initial injury. I was all about it. And then I was kind of skeptical. Then everybody's talking about getting Anthony Davis and trying to gut the whole team and get rid of Mitchell Robinson. It's not happening. We don't need to do that. 
Mitchell Robinson is a diamond in the rough. We need to keep him. I personally believe Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, is a freak of nature, and he could be next up under the coaching of of of, uh, of Fisdale, right? But to to sit here and say we want to cut the whole gut the whole team to get these all star players, it's ridiculous. It's literally going against the very formula of why why we fell in love with the coaching staff and the GM in the first place because they was talking that talk. And now everybody's getting away from what they were talking about in the beginning. So we need to keep what we got and just continue to build. If you look at every major team in NBA history, they all built on the slow grind. None of these teams just popped up out of nowhere. They teams built through the slow grind. So why are we trying to go against the grain and go against this different formula? All we got to do is just build slow, build slow. Anything is better than winning 17 games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anything is better. And even if we were to win 15 games next year, as long as we are developing these players uh, uh, for the future, that's what I'm worried about. Uh, we've been we've been losing for 18 years, guys. The, the, the sky's the limit from here. All you can do is look up. You know, I don't want to sound like one of them them crazy dudes that you know a diehard Knicks fan. But let's be real. Like, what, what where else can we go but up from here? Save the money, do what we can, pay the players that need to get paid. And, and don't even worry about the draft. Don't worry about KD. Damn sure don't worry about AD. And don't worry about Kyrie. Keep who we got. Don't even worry about Kawhi. Just build slowly with who we got. And, and you're going to find that these players are going to want to continue to play for this team. They want to stay forever. If you look at Golden State, that's the formation that they built over mm-hmm. there. We can do the same thing. Okay. Appreciate All the right. call, man. Appreciate the call, Tyro. Yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, there's a gamble with the youth build. There's a gamble. There's, there's always risks, right, Jay Ellis? I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. This, like, every team didn't do that. Like, every team didn't build through this. Like, the Celtics didn't do it. The, the, the Miami didn't do it. Like, there were teams who forged a team by trades. And, but, I mean, but there are teams who did build through the draft, too. Yeah. There's not. There's no, there's more than one way to build a contender in a championship. Right, but see, the thing is, is that the thing is, it still comes back to the draft, even if you're trading, because there's no way the Celtics get Kevin Durant. I mean, Kevin Garnett, if Al Jefferson isn't a formidable draft prospect to trade. That's you get what I'm saying? That's they true. still had Paul Pierce, who was a superstar at the time. That's you know, true. you talk Miami, D-Wade was still homegrown, you know. Yeah, that, that, that Miami thing was just different. Because, number one, you had one of the greatest players of all time with LeBron James. That changes everything, first off. He's a game changer. Then you had another one of the greatest of all time in Dwayne Wade. Put that with another superstar with, with Chris Bosh. And they all took less money to play together. That's a once-in-a-lifetime situation where they all become free agents at the same time and they decide that's to sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 what, that's what we were trying to do. Well, who, know, who knows if, if Katie, Kyrie, and whoever was going to sacrifice that? Yeah, that's, it, that's, that's, that's the thing. No yeah. one's sacrificing money now. Jamal in the chat says, you always need assets. Whether you're building with them or you're going to trade them, you always need those assets. Well, this year is going to be telling for us because... Right now, people are saying, oh, the Knicks don't have the assets. Knicks don't have the assets. But uh, we're, we're going to show and prove because, you know, we have a lot of first-round picks coming into to the season. Plus, we have a lot of youth. And you know what? A year with the youth movement and a year under the development of uh, maybe Fisdale and the training staff, we'll see what's going to happen with these, with these assets now. We'll see if we'll say that come next season if these guys are still here. 
Absolutely, man. And with that, J. Ellis, man, let's wrap up for tonight, man. Go ahead and, and wrap. All right, man. You know what it is. Listen, if you're looking to write, definitely hit me up on the Nick Time Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can just hit me up on uh, my uh, my Twitter or Instagram, man, if you want to write. Uh, shout out to, to Dave, Ms. Ryan debut the other day. Uh, great job. So also, you know what? You can find my podcast or my show with my friends on youtube.com slash Nick Time Show. It's called Nick Time Show, of course. You can also listen to that on SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Google Play, Spotify. We usually drop every Tuesday on SoundCloud and usually Wednesday on YouTube. It's a summer schedule, though, so it's, it's a little slower, but definitely check that show out. I hope you enjoy. And yeah, that is it. And look out for some merch coming soon. That, that's you, see. All right. Appreciate you, JLs. Good show as right. usual, my dude. And uh, thanks for everybody for joining us tonight, man. We had Ian Begley from SNY. Hit that thumbs up on your way out for Ian hey. Begley. Come on, man. Come on, man. We had Ian Begley on the show dropping some off-season tidbits. Shout out to everybody that tuned in. Share these videos. Very important for you guys to share these videos on any social media platform that you're on. The more Knicks fans we get on the calls, the more we get in the chat, the better the show becomes. So this is what we need. This is the support that we need to build this thing up from a grassroots, organic level. So we hope you guys enjoyed that, man. Definitely hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, merch, Knicks Fan TV merch. There's a link in the video description. Catch this show in audio format. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever you guys use. It's on the Knicks Fan TV. Very easy to find. If you're at work tomorrow, you can't watch video. YouTube draining your battery. Listen to it in the audio format, in the podcast format. Once again, share these videos on Twitter. Hashtag PostGameNYK. If you want to join... The exclusive group chats on Twitter and on Discord. We will add you to those chats as long as you share these on Twitter with hashtag PostGameNYK, man. And uh, yeah, man, once again, shout out to everybody. Let's shout out Robert Paris, always in here, never misses a show. Shout out to Robert. Louis Luck, appreciate you. Andrew, thanks again. Shout out to everybody that called in. Ari, always a good call. Knicks fan TV, Dave, great job as usual. Uh, JL, so you want to shout out, man. Uh, everybody in the chat, Cody Emmanuel, Cody, Day One, Wilson. There's a lot of Day Ones in here. Yeah, Cody hasn't uh, called in in a while, man. We gotta hear from Cody, man. Yeah, Cody hasn't called in in a while. Yeah, call him Cody. You'll see what you do. Uh, Coach Eyes, Carter, Wilson, Yao Song. Oh man, everybody. Uh, Go Yusa, scrap. Sosa, Sir One. Everybody on YouTube, man. Nell Jersey, Goonies, uh, Hood Politics. Yep. Optimus 2G, appreciate it, man. Jaden, appreciate it. Gary Singh, we're out of here, man. Be sure to check out the rest of the videos on the channel. We got a ton of content on Knicks Fan TV, ton of podcasts on the Nick of Time show. Doesn't have to end here, man. Leave some comments on these videos. Leave some comments and continue the conversation. We definitely appreciate it. You guys have a good night, man. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.